everybody this is Vinny Bucci aka the Booch and welcome to the recap of NXT stand and deliver and of course joining me once again here on the Boochcast he is the NXT correspondent he's been woken yep he's been broken absolutely and now he's just broke ladies and gentlemen please welcome back to the Boochcast the one the only the broke soulless ginger Mr. Zach Scott what's up dude to do that it's me the broke soulless ginger Zach Scott genuinely speaking I'm not that broke yet. Anyways, 
Vinny, what the hell is this? Well, this is going to be a very interesting recap we got ahead of us. And um, obviously, uh, there's a lot of things that have take, gone down this weekend. Uh, there's another particular show we're going to be saving for another episode. Today, we're just talking about Stand and Deliver. And uh, got to say, I was I- intrigued about this because, first of all, you know, it was in the afternoon was when this show took place. And also because um, it's been the first time in two years that NXT has done a show outside of the performance center or full sale university like this is like the first time at takeover i'm gonna call it a takeover has been done the way takeovers are supposed to be it's in an arena with thousands of people and i thought that was perfect and i'm hoping in the future with the other takeovers or nxt pay-per-view events they're going to go back to this formula because nxt can still draw yes they can all right and we kick things off here with the first official match of the evening a fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes defends the title against Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, Solo Sequoia, and Grayson Waller. Um, Hands down for opening match there, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can do that. I thought this was freaking fantastic. But it had several spots in it, but I enjoyed it highly. It was back and forth. I even cringed a couple of the moves that happened getting a couple of the guys getting thrown on top of the ladder, but I thought it was fantastic. And and, and, ladies and gentlemen, boys go do the it. And, Mr. Vinci, to the moon. Vinny, your thoughts. Um, I thought this was a very good match. Most people thought I wasn't going to like it, but here's here's the thing. I knew going in, anytime there's a multi-man ladder match, I go into it with the mental preparation that it's going to be a spot fest. Whether I like it or not, it is going to be a spot fest because it's multiple people with fucking ladders. So we're going to see a lot of crazy, stupid shit that we normally wouldn't see. And some of it was stupid. I'm not going to lie. I thought the elbow drop from Grayson Waller was dumb because that clearly hurt him. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh, you. At first, I was like, what the hell are you doing? And then, was it trying to hit uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes? And then Carmelo Hayes moved out of the way. As soon as I saw that, I was like, you freaking idiot. No, it's not just that. I saw uh, another, of course, the sunset flip onto the la- off the ladder onto the other ladder. I thought was a dumb spot. There were certain spots that were dumb. Cause I'm like, you're gonna kill, you're gonna kill yourself over this. This is why I ha- this is why I hate these kind of matches and these kind of wrestlers that do the spot shit because they're gonna put themselves in the fucking hospital and then they want people to feel sad that they're injured and in the hospital. It's like, well, if you didn't do that dumb shit in the first place and knew how to work a regular match, you wouldn't get in these situations. So those spots were exactly. dumb. But then. And also, another issue I had, way too much interference. Way too much. I saw more of Trick Williams and the six-foot-tall Indian guy and Electra Lopez and the rest of Legado del Fantasma. And I saw more of these guys. They were in the match more times than they needed to be. It didn't feel like a five-way ladder match. It felt like a a nine-man match and a chick. (laughs) <laughs> like that's how bad it was you know which is not unlike most pornos you see on the internet but my point I is knew, I knew you could say something like that but I'm just saying like now I will say I like the Grayson Waller coming out of nowhere with the cutter because it actually came out of nowhere um, then of course like I said before Solo Sequoia hitting the ladder I thought was dumb the whole thing with Electra Lopez jumping on to yeah yeah that was dumb I hated that spot I'll tell yeah, you why I hated that spot yeah I saw, I saw that and I thought about you I was like I said there well, here's why I wasn't happy about it. Because if you go, if you watch it closely, you know what you see? What? You see him such it's the thing that I hate when people dive out of the ring or jump off the turnbuckle to the floor. When they jump, you clearly see their hands up going, just jump here, I'll catch you. It's like, 
fuck? It's fucking dumb, okay? Stop. I wish wrestlers would stop doing things that look fake, you know? The, moves like that are why people try to say, you know, wrestling's so fake. Because if someone's jumping at me, I'm not going to catch you unless we're on a team. I'm, I'm moving the fuck out the way, and you're going to land face first on the fucking ground. You're trying to hurt me. It's like, just, would it kill these guys to do believable shit? Is, is it so much to ask in wrestling today to act like you're in a real fight? For once in your goddamn lives. Okay. Some aspects of the match were goddamn ridiculous. But in general, it was a good match. Um, And the right person won. You know, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Grimes hit a flying cave-in on Escobar. Then climbed the ladder to grab the belt. And like they said before, with Cameron Grimes and the story they were telling, he had to win the North American Championship. It it, it was the best feel-good moment of the match. Like, at, at that time, nobody else was worthy of winning that belt. I mean, I shouldn't say worthy, but nobody else should have won. You can't make a story with Cameron Cameron Grimes that personal and not get the payoff at the pay-per-view. Like once you bring in like father passing away, you are op you are pretty much saying you're winning. Like if you didn't want Cameron to win, don't tell us his father's dead. Save that for when you want him to win. So it was either Cameron wins or you just exploited someone's dead father to tell a story. That's how I feel. So I love the fact that Cameron Grimes got the win. I think he's gonna do great as North American champion. And again, it was a solid, solid fucking match. Yeah, it was a solid match. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I agree with you a lot of uh, a lot of things. It was a sh way too much fucking interference, but good opening match. The person was supposed to win, win, and I'll say this once again: big Cameron Grimes fan, do the move. Moving on. Yes, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Tony D'Angelo with AJ Galante versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, good start. It was it was great. I thought this was going to be. It was good. It was fantastic. It was the back and forth was used to in the ring. Had great chemistry together. There was psychology. Except for one thing, Mr. Vinovici. You know what the fuck that was? What? The finish. I didn't like it. The bug was like, what the fuck was this? I was like, I didn't like the finish. He kneed him in the face. One, two, three. Really? Did you see that? I mean, yeah, I thought that was kind of awkward. You know, he hit the DDT, knocked him out, got him in the ring, stands over him, and then kicks him in the head for the victory. I thought that was kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. I would have preferred he hit his finisher. That would have been a better, I think, because Tony D'Angelo is a really good finisher. Yes, he does. He really does. Now, obviously, he when he DDT'd him on the floor and he was out, you know, he should have just, once he got him back in the ring, just pinned him. I would have at least preferred that. Like, he's clearly out of it. Boom, one, two, three, if you're going to do that. But Tony D'Angelo still, regardless of the finish, which was fucking dumb, uh, the right person still won, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like you said, it's like, like Tony D'Angelo had to win. Because if he did it, what would have happened? Hmm, let's think. You fucking just buried Tony D, who's one of your biggest rising stars. Uh. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't go as far as to say Tony D would be buried, but it would be awkward because Ciampa, as we can see from the end, he's like walking up the entrance ramp and, you know, he's in tears and Triple H comes out and gives him the, you know, the embraces him on stage and everything. And then, of course... In addition to all that, you also, you know, he did the spitting up the water, Triple H-style entrance when he came in. So you could tell from all of that and the thank you Ciampa chants, he's going to the main roster. Ciampa, after WrestleMania, is getting called up. 
Whether he goes to Raw or whether he goes to SmackDown remains to be seen. But Ciampa is officially leaving NXT. It's time for him to leave NXT. And it's time for him to show what he can do on the main roster. So for Tony to not get the win makes no sense. Because Ciampa is not yeah. going to be... Because Ciampa is not going to be coming back to NXT. So what's the point in giving him the win? And also, contrary to what people believe, NXT is separate from the main roster. So when they get called up... It's not like Ciampa's going in there on a losing streak. He's going in there as Tommaso Ciampa, the dominant guy in NXT. Now, the key is, once he's on the main roster, he whatever for, whatever debut match he has, he has to win. Ciampa has to beat whoever he faces on Raw or SmackDown. That person has to job to Ciampa. Start getting him some wins under his belt, and they'll forget the NXT loss. Meanwhile, Tony can take it as, yo, I beat the top guy in NXT. Now I'm officially the Don. You see, Chompa Chompa wasn't cutting it no more, so we had to. Now he's now he's off sleeping with the fishes somewhere. So uh, now you're in my NXT, and I call the shots. I tell everybody what to do. You stick with me. You go right to the top, which is where I'm going. Anybody that gets you in my way, well, uh, we'll send flowers to your funeral. So uh, I hate when you do that. <laughs> Hey, don't be hating. Uh, actually, I take that back. Actually, I take that back. You should be hating. You should be hating because there's going to be a lot of hatred going on. We got Chase U shown in the crowd waving his flag, but that's not where the hate's going, ladies and gentlemen, because we like, at least I like Chase U. The hatred's coming for the next match of the evening for the NXT oh Tag Team Titles. Oh. Imperium defends the titles against the Kree Brothers and MS Gay. Um, okay, um, okay, I'm really not trying to freak out here, uh, uh, no, 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 are you fucking kidding me? Okay, NXT, I've done this once, and I'll do it again, just paying off for myself, the following views things about to be said solely reflected on any Bucci, aka the Bucci, not affiliated with the Bucci cast or any of the, of the, the, the affiliates. Vinny, go ahead, NXT, people are about to listen, may God have mercy on your soul. Vapor sheets here. Who the fuck thinks this is a good idea? I I need to sit down. Someone in NXT, or maybe somebody on the internet, if you're an NXT fan, someone please sit me down and explain to me logically why MSK deserves to be the tag team champions. What the fuck are they bringing to the table besides acrobatics? Their promos suck. Their gimmick sucks. They have no psychology whatsoever. They bring nothing to the table except flashy tricks that I've seen a hundred other people do. What moves do they do in the ring that you're not seeing from every other wrestler on the goddamn roster? This is why I get pissed off when people focus on the moves and not enough on story or character development. Because every move in wrestling has been done. Literally every move in wrestling has been done. All of them. So I ask you, what does MSK bring to the table besides fancy flips and tricks? The answer is absolutely fucking nothing. That's what MSK brings to the table. Absolutely fucking nothing. It is goddamn ridiculous. And the fact that they are now the NXT Tag Team Champions again at the expense of two other tag teams that they're not even fit to carry their bags into the fucking building. The fact that MSK even has a fucking contract is goddamn ridiculous. They, this is a tag team that does not belong on TV. Not on USA, not on Fox, 
not on TNT, not on TBS. They belong in the indies because they are indie trash. That's all the fuck they are. Meanwhile, you have Imperium who are solid fucking heels and have great technical skill. You have the Creed brothers who've been fucking dominant since coming into NXT, won the Dusty Classic, earned the right to have this tag team title shot, and then you turn it into a triple threat match because you want to have everybody on the fucking card, and you rob the Creed brothers of a tag team title reign that they deserve. This is horrible fucking booking, and it's an absolute fucking disgrace. And trust me, this ain't going to be the last time you hear me say this when we talk about wrestling, because the next episode that comes out after this one, ooh, I'm going to have some shit to say. But we going to wait on that. Uh-oh. we going to wait on that, because right now MSK is <laughs> getting my venom. This is fucking dumb, fucking stupid. It was a terrible fucking match with a terrible fucking finish. Um, okay, yeah, you're 100% correct, Vinny. I knew this was going to happen as soon as I saw this, bro. I was like, uh, I, I was mad. I was like, I was, I was watching them, and I was punching my pillow back like, you fucking motherfuckers. Okay, let's do this together. Vinny, know why this is happening? Do two. One thing. Say it with me, bro. Lazy fucking. All right. Fucking dipshit, cocksucker, motherfuckers. All right, moving on. All right, so next we move on. We got uh, Joe Gacy and Harland are shown at the site of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Gacy talks about there being no more violence or no need for violence or whatever, and he does some weird thing. I gotta be honest, that was pretty mm. ballsy. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut a promo on the street or, or in the area where JFK was assassinated. I didn't realize that. I just realized that now. Yeah, they even said like on the site of one of America's biggest tragedies, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. True. Yeah, so we got that going on. Then, of course, they show footage of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez winning the tag team titles, which I'll briefly say, um, like I said, I didn't watch the match because I don't give a shit about the pre-show, but I am glad to see them with the tag team titles. And I really do hope they get a solid run with the belts this time and they don't cut their reigns short. Technically, they're the first ever tag team champions. But then later on in the night, they immediately dropped the belts to Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, which I thought was fucking retarded. So hopefully they get a solid run with the belts now. Yep, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. I thought uh, they, sh- they should have put that on the card. I didn't watch it either, but I saw the highlights of it. I was like, I was like, wait a minute here. It's like, what the fuck did you not put this on the main card? Jeez, I wonder why. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We got ourselves a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defends the title against Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai. I'm not happy about this. I was pissed. I was like, really? I was like, how about now that you beat Corey Jade, that beautiful fucking goddess? I'm tired of Mandy Rose having a title. Now think about this. The pre-show, her friend lost a tag team title. Does this make any sense whatsoever? No, we, we've already established that this was stupid to parlay this into a fatal four-way. But again, it's one of those things they do to get everybody on the fucking card because they can't just limit it to just simple matches. I personally would have loved to see Corey Jade win because I like her. She's way over and I just think she's class A smoking up. I'm just saying, I thought this was absolute bullshit. This is what I like to call me. I mean, this, Cora Jade should have won this match. This was her moment. They had an opportunity to really build her up, and they've dropped the ball so many times. They dropped the ball with the buildup. They dropped the ball with the match. And they uh, and if and if Cora Jade wasn't gonna win, the second best choice would have been Kaylee Ray because yeah. at least she's had a dominant run as the UK Women's Champion, so she could do a lot with that title. 
But of course, Mandy has to have it. Now, despite all that, I have said that Mandy Rose has drastically improved. I actually enjoy seeing Mandy Rose in the ring now. I didn't before. I do now. So my issue is not with Mandy Rose. My issue is with the fact that I feel like she's been champ long enough. Because again, you don't have much of a roster. So if you continue to dominate somebody like this, eventually you run out of credible challengers and then you back yourself into a corner because you're not building anyone else up except your champion. If you're going to let a champion be a champion for a very long time, there needs to be a challenger coming up through the ranks and you need to be telling their story while the champion's story is being told. Then you build it up, build it up, build it up, build it up until a client Climactic showdown, preferably at one of the big four pay-per-views, but or in this case, one of the takeovers. And then they have that big match. And that challenger finally overcomes that champion. And then you now have somebody else that can be a top guy, or in this case, top gal. NXT doesn't do that. WWE in general doesn't do that. It's their biggest fucking flaw. They take one person and they run with it, but they got nobody else waiting in the wings to come up. When you put all your focus on one guy, it fucks up your whole roster, especially if you have a limited fucking roster like WWE does. And they have a limited roster by their own doing because those guys didn't quit. Some of them did, but most of them just got fired, released, let go. Not everybody that left WWE asked. There were some people who got releases that asked for them. They wanted nothing to do with the company anymore. There were some people who were there, all in, ready to go for it, and they got released. So WWE has backed themselves into this corner where now you got nothing. So when Mandy Rose retains the freaking title, it's now damaging because she just beat all three of these women. So who's left? That's the question. And that's the problem. There isn't anyone. That's true. Raquel Gonzalez was a credible champion, but her and Dakota Kai are running with the tie belts as well they should be. So you had an opportunity here to put Cora Jade on a level, especially when she's a fan fucking favorite. You had a chance to give Kaylee Ray the run because she was ready for it. The two people in this match that had no business winning were Mandy Rose and Io Shirai. Because Io Shirai with the women's title, been there, done that, smoked it, humped it, called it an Uber. (laughs) And she did nothing with that belt because she was a terrible fucking champion. Mandy Rose, she's doing great as champion, but she doesn't have a lot of credible challengers left. There's a few. There's a few. But if she but if she beats them, you're fucked. You're royally fucked. So and I will and I also want to say one other thing. This is a little side note. Takora Jade, either ride the skateboard or fucking get rid of it. Seriously. I'm being honest. If you're not going to ride the skateboard down the ramp, don't fucking bring it out. You got background people sliding down on skateboards. You're running down with the skateboard and fucking high-fiving people. You look stupid. First of all, if you're going down the ring with a skateboard, period, you look stupid. But at least if you're riding, sliding it down, you can make it look cool. Either ride it or don't. Seriously, it's fucking retarded. You look like a 10-year-old fucking doing that. It's like the kid who holds on to the skateboard because he wants to hang out with the cool kids, even though he has no idea how to fucking ride it. Or sit down when he goes down a hill. Yeah, just either ride it or don't. But don't hold it in your hand and run down the fucking ring. You look like an idiot. I, and I want to know, well, she's only because she's a rock, punk rock person. Da, da, da. No. I mean, I don't like Darby Allen, but at least Darby, when he has a skateboard, he fucking slid down the fucking ramp with it. He rode, the, he at least rode the fucking skateboard. Cora J just holding it because it looks good with my shoes. Fuck you. Ride the skateboard or don't. Fucking need to say that. That bugged the crap out of me. Although I will say Jay hitting that Panama sunrise on the apron was badass. 
uh, to Kaylee Ray. I thought that was awesome. Then, of course, um, Rose comes out of nowhere, hits Shirai with a knee to face and gets the win. So Mandy Rose is still the champion. We'll see what the fuck happens with this. But this is, like I said, they're running out of challengers. So backstage, we see uh, Index and Dujia, whatever the fuck, this horrible fucking name, to find out who the hottest couple is. And apparently, here's what bothered me. What? They build this thing up. In the ring. Do all this, you know, the kissing back and forth thing, trying to be the eyes, like whatever. And you decide to relegate it to a backstage segment where people just randomly fucking voted. Zach, did you see anything online where we could vote for this? No. Neither did I. I didn't know. They, they didn't advertise this. This wasn't plugged by anybody. Hey, you can go to WWE.com and go vote right now to see who the hottest couple is. Not one fucking person said anything like that. So they clearly rigged this motherfucker so Index could win. And then they have a little argument. If you're going to do something, at least do it in the ring. Like when they did the pose downs and stuff and, you know, all that. When they do the bodybuilding stuff or like when Sable and Tori Wilson did some sexual stuff and Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo did the same thing. They were kind of competing to see who looks the hottest. Do that. Like, hey, you know, do it. Do like a wedding pose. Then do a sexual pose. Then do some sexy stuff like, you know, kissing, caressing, whatever. Keep it P. Obviously, you got to keep it PG because it's WWE. But do it tastefully and have both sides do it and let the crowd and the and the audience decide. Okay, is it Index? Yeah. Is it Dugia? Boo! Ladies and gentlemen, it's unanimous. Like fucking do that for fuck's sake. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't keep it backstage. Do something in the ring. Make it different. Make it interesting. It's WrestleMania weekend. There's pageantry. Plus, if nobody wants to see it, guess what? You know what that, you know, you know what that long segment does? For anybody what? out there that wants to complain, it's your chance to go to the bathroom. If you got to pee, it's your chance to, if you want to smoke a cigarette, you're in one of those houses where it's like, you have to smoke outside. Then go outside and have your cigarette. Or let's say you're in the stands and you're like, you know what? I want to get some nachos. Or I want to go get a t-shirt. That's your chance to do it. Give you a little bit of a break. You know, downtime. So look at it that way instead of looking at it like I really have to sit through this. No, you don't. Go, the people who want to sit through it can sit through it. And the ones who want to, the ones who can't can fuck off for a few minutes. I would have preferred that over just some stupid yeah. backstage thing. Don't build something up and then fucking do that. But anyway, on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. Yeah, we got L.A. Knight versus Gunter. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Just feel like I think. Don't hate me when I say this, Vinny. This was a filler. This felt like a normal match like we see on Tuesday nights on NXT. But actually, it was pretty good. Okay. It was just, I don't know. This, I'm going to, there's there's a chant that wrestling fans like to use from time to time. Mm. I'm going to use it to describe this match right here. What? This is wrestling. This. This is wrestling. What these two men did is what wrestling is supposed to be. A fight between two people where everything they do is believable. Where you can clearly tell they hate each other and you feel excitement in the match. That is a wrestling match done right. And that's why I respect these two because they know how to work. And what little spots they did do were all done in a believable way. There was not one spot that looked fake. Even something as simple as, you know, when 
LA Knight jumped off the ring apron. When he jumped off the ring apron, what did he do? A clothesline. That's believable. He didn't he didn't do a forward flip. He didn't jump off. He just went boom, clothesline, took him down. Simple move. And he was moving so fast, Gunther didn't have time to process. Or even when he slingshotted over the ropes and did that spear. Guess what? What did he do first? Mm-hmm. He took his shoulder and hit him in the chest underneath the rope. Under the, he went under the middle rope, did that shoulder block, and then he's kind of stumbling back. And then as he's slowly sitting himself back up, LA Knight jumps, boom, takes him down. Fucking amazing. This was wrestling done right. No wasted movement, psychology, pacing, everything. Every single person in that NXT locker room should have been watching this with notepads, taking notes. If you're an aspiring wrestler, you watch that match and you take notes because that's it done right. It's like Zach and everybody asked me, Vinny, you play a lot about wrestling. Is there any type of wrestling you do like? This. This is the answer. This match right here. Match of the night, hands down. Fucking, this is epic. Now, granted, my only thing is, I would have preferred LA Knight got the win, but that's just a personal preference because I love LA Knight. And I thought this was an opportunity to show that he can fight as good as he can talk. But still, Gunter went over. Gunter's just as excellent. Even though he's not called Walter anymore, that don't change nothing. A name is just a name. He's still badass when it counts. He delivers every time, and it was great. Going to hit that vicious powerbomb, got the one, two, three. I couldn't have asked for a better match out of these two. And I know LA Knight, he will live to get over another day. But it looks like they're trying to push Gunter to the NXT Championship. And I can't deny that either one of these men could be NXT Champion. Either one. So, perfect match. Loved every minute of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I, uh, it was actually entertaining. It was set up, but it was entertaining still. Yes. And then we got, uh, so then Braun Breaker comes out. And uh, NXT, Dolph Ziggler is walking with Robert Roode. Breaker comes out with a chainsaw, saws through the NXT 2.0 logo, and then kicks through the X. Which, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he needs a chainsaw. Do you know why he needs a fucking chainsaw? I don't know why they did this, but it, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't hate it. I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Like, that's what it is. Like, I'm not mad because it looked cool. He's like, all right, I got a chainsaw. I'm cutting through the X. I kicked the X. I walked through. Why? Just, I just need to know why. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, okay. <laughs> it's just weird. I can't, I don't hate it. Like I said, I'm not hating on it. I'm just confused. Like, Braun Breakers never mentioned a chainsaw anywhere. I don't recall the Steiners talking about it during their Hall of Fame speech. I, d- I don't know. What's the, what's the chainsaw? Why? It's okay. It was just okay. It's, this, is, this is what he does. But then we get to the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode defends the title against Braun Breaker. Um, I enjoyed it. I did. I did. I thought this was actually a really good main event. A good start. And finally, actually, a second time, a good finish. It was, it was really, really good. Physical, emotional, something to the eye. But then again, the right person won. It wouldn't make sense for Bob Baker to win. The already less than a year become a two-time NXT champion. 
I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, overall, this was a very good main event. I, I would call this a great main event. Both these guys did very well. But obviously, um, there are some moments in the match we can tell that Braun Breaker is still very green, which is um in the business, that's our way of telling someone they're inexperienced. Uh, There's one spot he nearly dropped Ziggler on his head, but everything was fine. Ziggler eventually calmed him down. They were able to salvage this into a very good main event. So once Ziggler got Braun Breaker to, uh, as we also say, stop being and squirrely and kind of chill the fuck out once Ziggler got him there the match was good because you know Ziggler dictated the dictated the match that was he's the ring general here because he's got more of the experience than Braun Breaker and that's why I've said I I'm a little worried about him lose about him losing this match because Braun Breaker is not ready for a call-up I said it before, I'll say no, it again. No, no, no. He needs more time in NXT. He need, there's a lot he needs to learn. And I think with Ziggler, with, a guy like, with guys like Ziggler and Robert Roode on the NXT roster now, they're finally going to get that chance. And that's why I feel like a lot of these guys who maybe on Raw aren't getting a lot of TV time or weren't getting much of a push need to come to NXT so they can A, get over there, and B, teach these guys. We need, you need to bring some of these veterans down to educate the rookies and the newbies so they can get better. Because you got to work with top guys in order to get better. And then, when it's time to put that new talent over, the established talent will do so. So Ziggler, you know, like I said, we've been waiting for, Ziggler's been waiting for a break and an opportunity. He's finally got it. Because that NXT crowd was behind him um, as much, even though he was a good heel. Um, Breaker had great moments in the match. It was, you know, again, it was solid wrestling. Because both these guys are former amateur wrestlers. So the, there was actual wrestling in this match, which I enjoyed. I like seeing that. I like seeing matches that have solid wrestling in it. Makes me happy. Makes me feel great about myself. So <laughs> I do. I enjoy it, genuinely. So I love this match. Thought it was very well done. Very well done. Um, enjoyed every second. Um, like I said, there were a few moments where Braun looked very green. Um, so there was a few botches on Braun Breaker's part. But again, he's new. So he's learning. He's, you know, this is his first time in a big match like this. So I, I'm giving Braun Breaker passes I would normally not give to other people because I understand that he's new and he's learning. Now, eventually there's going to come a point where if he doesn't straighten up, I'm going to be critical of him. But for now, I'm saying he's green. He needs to stay in NXT. He needs more work. He needs more veterans to help him. He's got two great ring generals and Ziggler and Rude, who are fantastic workers. If we can get if we can get in a few with them, bring in a few more people within six months to a year, Braun Break will be ready for the main roster and he'll fucking dominate. But he still need but this match proved that he still has a long way to go. And Ziggler is still the perfect NXT champion to draw money for NXT and bring people to the show. So I would say it wasn't the match of the night, but it was still a great main event. Yeah, I thought I enjoyed this uh, main event. It really, really is good. It definitely was emotional on Braun Breaker. You definitely are right, Vinny. He definitely is green, but he's a lot to learn. But with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, I think he's going to be okay. And also with his dash, Scott Steiner, we have to see where we go from. Absolutely. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to uh, join me for this. And obviously, we'll be uh, getting together again for uh, night one and night two of WrestleMania 38. Yes, that's very true. I got two and a half, three hours of sleep because of this, Vinny. <laughs> but it was worth it in the end. Yes. 
Uh, so uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. Uh, we are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And I heart radio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we have our episode of the male soap opera moment uh, with myself and Joey Wensler, where we gave our uh, predictions for WrestleMania 38. And so make sure you guys check that out and see our predictions for WrestleMania 38. Um, Find out who was right, who was wrong, and all the excitement in between. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get these tweets, photos, and videos. Also, um, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all the great YouTube content. Hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when new content will drop. Also, make sure you are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do a lot of our content there. We have live wrestling watch parties. Uh, The next one will be uh, Saturday, July 30th for uh, WWE SummerSlam. So uh, make sure you guys follow us for that one. Um, Also, be sure to check out uh, the D&D show coming later this year and of course the Boochcast booking battle compliments of WWE 2K22 so make sure you guys check that out as well and of course support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon the first one you can donate at is for 99 cents per month uh, this is for people who want to help out the show but don't really have a big you know big budget of money money to spend so you know obviously we don't want you guys to break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel guilt tripped into helping us out it's your choice completely if you guys would rather just uh listen to the show and share the link and spread the word we appreciate that just as much but if you want to put a little skin in the game the 99 cents level is for you you guys won't notice it. it's just 99 cents and uh but it helps us out a great deal and we greatly appreciate it we also have the second level you can donate at which is for 4.99 per month same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription and a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money uh, you would pay for a WWE Network subscription in the in the United States or what we used to do. Ever since I sold to the Peacock, I would have put that $9.99. Send it $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than Network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You got to pay with a credit card or with GPay. Also, all the money we raise goes back into the show. We used to upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, you believe it's going to be paid for the hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed Zach Ramen Noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.